It was a horror. That's what it was to me, a horror. A quiet man. He got chopped up pretty good. A brutal bludgeoning. He was uh, beaten with some blunt object uh, approximately 22 to 27 times in the head. In a decaying building, a country store owned and run by the same family for decades. It's something that you don't forget. One of the only places people in the area could buy things they needed. Sometimes they didn't even have to pay that day. He'd give your shirt off his back. He'd help you out. That store I've was one of the only places mm -hmm. that if people came in there, you could actually like run a tab. When he was killed, there are no telling it the people that may have owed him money. Mm -mm. I got one book in yonder. Never paid a dime. Along a North Carolina highway, some of those people probably drove by that day in January 2002, not knowing a man they saw so often was lying in a pool of blood. His killer, or killers, gone. He got chopped up pretty good. So you you went in there and you actually saw him? Yeah. <clears throat> what did it look like in there? What did he look like? He... Look, normal except all the blood mess that was coming out of him. Other than that, other than that, he was pretty normal. Had a big cut. So he bled out. They lay a sheet over it, and here's two pair of gloves. That's what you get left with. That's what we got left with. So anyway, um, you know, you just do kind of what you have to do. Um, you know, I mean, and some, you know, when I mean, you have to look at it like sometimes things are not always pleasant. A team of detectives worked this case for years, but with few clues, they hit a roadblock only to retire. There have been suspects all along. Leads made headlines in the local papers, but no arrests. Well, it's frustrating for us and certainly frustrating for the family. The tips have stopped pouring in, but there is timeless evidence. A new set of detectives took over the case. We want to find out who did it and put him behind bars. It's very important. Uh, we don't know if this person could strike again, do the same thing to someone else, another store, um, or any, anyone. And then when their investigation dried up, a new set took over. We got some good guys working on it. and. And they stay in touch and are trying to, take, to get it solved. And nearly 20 years later, a new pair of eyes are being put on the case. Two individuals went to go buy something at the Fogelman store. And um, once they did go buy something or attempted to buy something, they realized that Mr. Fogelman wasn't there and they could not locate him. Um, when they did locate him, they called 911 because they realized that something was wrong. The victim was Tom Fogelman. Apparently he died instantly because they crushed his skull up, I understand. If you hit somebody in the head with a hammer that many times, it's really going to do a lot of damage. And uh, I understand that one eyeball came out. So why somebody would beat him so many times, uh, you know, it's hard to understand that. Uh, most time, if you hit a man with a hammer in the head, 
you're going to kill him the first time if you hit him hard enough. The store called Fogelman's Store. The highway in a county called Alamance, the home he grew up in, right next door. I didn't think nobody would have ever done that to him. Uh, and I, I don't know why they did it to him. I don't know if it was over money. I don't know if it's over argument. I don't know what the problem was. All I know is they did it. That's it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to know, but may never know. The only family members who know for sure who killed him are the ones that have joined him in the heavens. Brutal. Uh, the way they done it, uh, it, it makes me bitter. Wasn't no, there wasn't no sense in that. Those who remain. I think it changes you as a person and not in a positive way. Because, you know, I mean, you know, it's easy for people, oh, you know, you should remain hopeful. Well, you know, until you're in that position, you, you know, you don't know what you're faced with. In just as much pain as they were when they gathered around their family home, their family store to learn their brother, uncle, was no more. It's a public place. Public. Yeah. I mean, anybody, in, I mean, you know, even if you're looking from the aspect of, oh, we got DNA evidence. Well, who's to say that person didn't go in that store at oh, whatever point in time? Yeah, I mean, you know, so it kind of puts things, yeah. you know, in a different perspective. And as the memory of that man, of that store in the surrounding community is faded. It's pretty frightening when you think about it and happening right on your doorstep, you might say. Just like the fear felt in the days and weeks after the murder. And it had a major impact on everyone who lives in Alamance County because it's not that common that you walk out your front door one day and really realize that there's people that are capable of such graphic things. The case files are being reopened once more, this time by a detective who never heard anything about the case. It's just a lot of information, so it's really about organizing all of the information and assessing what has to be tackled first. Perhaps a final hope for Fogelman's family to get the answers they've been asking for for nearly two decades. It was uh, three or four days, maybe five days, before we got him buried. He's buried over in a cemetery where my mom and dad's buried. And also my youngest brother and his wife's buried there, too. I'm Fox 8's Michael Hennessy. I got to that hill and seen all that lights and stuff down there. I knew it had been something bad. And this is the story of an unsolved murder, of an unspeaking man in an unassuming place. This is A Country Store Killing, a new podcast from Fox 8. Download the series wherever you get your podcasts.